0: Welcome to Fenton Lives With, a podcast about Fenton and the people that they live with. In this episode, I am traveling with my friend Claudia Handal, who's been featured on this podcast before, to visit Will Hamilton, who went to college with us. Will is from the town of Grinnell, Iowa, and we met him in Albania, where he lives now. This is our little chat on his rooftop balcony in the town of Saranda, where he was living at the time of recording this interview in the summer, this past summer. We chat about our travels to the north of the country to see the mountain town of Theth, and then to the beach where he lived, just sort of a mini overview of Albania, a beautiful country with a very troubled past. So without further ado,
1: let's hear from Will. My name's Will Hamilton, I'm from Grinnell, Iowa, I went to Grinnell College with Fintan and Claudia and uh, worked around in Iowa and Kosovo and now I live in Saranda, Albania. So,
0: Great, great. So what was it like growing up in Grinnell? Let's start there.
1: It was a very quiet upbringing, I'd say. Uh, definitely very insular. I remember when I went from Grinnell High School to Grinnell College, it felt like my, the world was opened up to me. Um, so I was definitely raised in a certain set of like small town values and stuff. And I spent a lot of time just playing sports and doing music, you know, like choir and band and hanging out with my friends. and not getting into trouble or anything like that. So I went to Sunday school on Sundays and Mm. we always had dogs and, uh, didn't really think much of other countries or other States or anything like that. So,
0: Mm. and now fast forward to today in Albania, And I mean, this is like a world away. I'd say you're on the coast here, whereas I was in the middle of the country. And just, I just, I'm curious to hear how you ended up here, how you first got to Kosovo.
1: Throughout college, I was planning to become a tennis coach, like my dad. And then I went to study abroad in Athens, Greece, my junior year. And that was 2015 when the Syrian refugee crisis was going on, right when the war started. And Greece was taking in a lot of refugees and I was just seeing it happening, coming through Athens. And it just, you know, made an impact on me and like sparked my mind and as well as studying abroad. And so I went back home and you know, when you're a senior in college, it's kind of hard to change your direction. Like obviously you can do it. Um, But I started thinking about wanting to work out in the world and I think Grinnell College has a long history of the Peace Corps. They always put the current members in the grill above the water fountain or something like that, so I looked into that um, and I applied for uh, Peace Corps Dominican Republic right when I graduated and I did not get in.
0: Why did you apply there?
1: I've always been drawn to the sea. I, I had just gone to Puerto Rico, so I really liked the Caribbean and I thought it'd be great, um, but my Spanish skills were not strong enough. I retooled and I worked in a factory for three months and mm-hmm. applied again for one. I, I did a lot of research into what I could get into. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching English in Peace Corps Kosovo seemed like something I could get, so I applied and I got in and I thought Kosovo would be like Greece. I really love Greece. Mm-hmm. It's Balkan, definitely, but there are a lot of differences, Mm. so.
0: What, so why, how come you were able to get into that, though, not speaking Albanian?
1: Because uh, Spanish is a much, uh, much more wider spoken language, and so they prefer students who have, like, university-level Spanish classes. I just had Grinnell High School, four years of Spanish, and, um, I don't think anyone in college is learning Albanian in, in, in the U S true, true. it's possible. But, um, yeah. So, and
0: you're, yeah. And so you, you did learn Albanian when you got to Kosovo and it's actually pretty good. I would say as we've oh. been traveling a little bit together, <laughs> I'm quite impressed at like how much you were able to pick up. Can you describe that process of learning it and speaking to people?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> The Peace Corps uh, trains every volunteer before they go into their two years of service in whichever sector. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I was going to be an English teacher, but I did not have, uh, like, a university degree in teaching English as a foreign language. Yeah. So they trained me in, in that as well as cultural specifics and language in, in order to, like, integrate into the community. Mm-hmm. So like I actually learned, I spent three hours every day learning Albanian and it was pretty tedious, but it became easier because I was living with a host family. So it was like full immersion. I learned, um, the grammatically correct standard dialect of Albanian first. And, um, that's more widely spoken in the country of Albania. And the longer I lived in Kosovo, I picked up the dialect there, Mm -hmm. so it was uh it was not easy and this would be my third year of speaking albanian and uh i can make some jokes i think jokes are the sign of being you know like Mm -hmm. knowing a language and obviously i can communicate and get us everywhere like you claudia and myself we went up north and there were a few times where i needed to say some shit so we could Get to where we needed to go, and mm-hmm. that always works out. So, hell
0: yeah! Yeah, I want to talk about that, but I want to hear a joke first. Do you have any jokes? <laughs> <laughs> you could share,
1: uh, for, uh, or just like
0: some phrase or something.
1: Po, and ship, uh, po, paras, dite, by So, okay, so that's a joke I would always say to my students it's like um don't feed the chicken or the turkey the day before by Ram, which is like you can't fatten it up the night before you need to slaughter it which was it's very culturally specific it's like a agriculturally focused people but you, mm-hmm. it would be like my kids would try to learn the, the vocab words like five minutes before a test yeah and i'd be seeing that and i'd be like i'd put that phrase out and. Mm. Come on, guys. You know about this test for like a week and a half. (laughs) So, cool. Okay, that's good. Why did you
0: move here to Saranda? What what motivated that?
1: Mm. Yeah. Just
0: describe like where we are for people who don't know what Saranda is.
1: Okay, so Saranda is a city in the far south of Albania. Um, Albania, it's about the size of, I'd say, maybe New Jersey and but it's like geographically complex we took a trip up north to the mountains um and it's uh i don't know the geography is a little bit different than down south it's i compare it to greece a lot down here the way the land looks and seems um uh, it's a it's a beach town um there are a lot of beach towns in the south but this is in a location where the bus routes come through and you can reach lots of other southern cities from here. And so uh, this has to do with the pandemic. Um, I was in the Peace Corps, and you're supposed to finish 27 months there. And I got through 22, and then the pandemic came, and I was evacuated from, from Kosovo. And I went home and you know did some odd jobs, worked on some campaigns for the 2020 election cycle. I lived with my parents the whole time, and that was a great thing. It was a year long, I reconnected with my family, but by the end, I was really feeling like I needed to get out of not just my parents' house, but the U.S. Um, There's just been a lot of noise in the U.S. last year. Mm -hmm. And I kind of missed the Balkans. And the other thing is that this whole work from home revolution Mm -hmm. came about from the pandemic. And the job I have currently is completely virtual. And so I was based, based on a feeling of like, I need to get out of here. Mm. I was just thinking of places I want to go, that'd be super far away and good for growth and exciting. And I had come to Serana for one day on the way to Corfu, Greece, because you can catch ferries from here to Corfu, Greece. And I knew it was super cheap, very easy to get to with COVID restrictions Mm. and would be a way to continue learning Albanian and could integrate easily and deal with landlords and all that, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the strategic stuff of traveling. And it came from like just a random idea to a thing I decided to do. So
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lovely,
1: lovely town, <laughs> very,
0: very good beach life here. Very, very affordable. And you meet a lot of people. It seems like you, you have quite a few friends from other places
1: yeah there are i'll be honest there are better beach towns it's <laughs> albania is a developing country yeah, yeah. and this place has definitely like revolved around a really fast pace right. get your tourist money economy like apartment buildings have gone up quickly and right. stuff right. um but uh, because there were really loose uh, travel restrictions here for international travelers yeah. I found there was a big uh, expat scene here for yeah. for like a city of 30,000 right. and so I was able to make friends really quickly and that was another draw mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: can we now let's let's chat about um, our little trip
0: up to the north to uh, a region you've always wanted to explore in Albania to to mm-hmm. which which I found just lovely and so glad we went. Um, very isolated. Do you want to describe why you were motivated to go there, and just like what what it is for people who don't know?
1: Yes, uh, I spent a lot of time down south. Um, because I was paying my rent here and trying to take advantage of the beach season. But, uh, Claudia and Finton and then our other friend, Julie, were going to come mm-hmm. and, uh, we were like comparing our interests, like what we want to get out of Albania and, um, Knew we were gonna go to the beach at some point, but wanted to do something different uh, while we waited for our friend Julie and who never showed up because she got
0: uh, COVID. Let's yeah. just put that on the record there. Okay, let's just get out of there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, anyways, and uh, I always wanted to go up there because I've heard it's some of the best biking or hiking, not hiking, biking. Yeah biking too, but, yeah. uh, not only in like Albania, but in the Balkans and stuff. Like all my mm-hmm. local Albanian friends say it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went up there and yeah, it was just beautiful. It's uh, the air is so fresh. The water is so clean
0: right now. We're standing in a, uh, field, a field of crab apple trees completely surrounded by rocky peaks that jut into the clouds with some snow at the top. The rock is in layers, so there's like lines across it. And the bottom part is covered in trees with some like rock slides where the water comes down. I mean, the mountains were really like nothing I had seen just with how steep they were. And I mean, it was very green uh it's it's very small village feel but also it's it's also very much a tourist destination so you get a lot Mm. of foreigners coming through and then like european backpackers and i just love that where we stayed the guest house they just had a basically a tub filled with trout yeah (laughs) they were like live trout just swimming around and then one night we ate a trout (laughs) that was our dinner and like everything we ate pretty much was from the region like except for like they said the eggs and like a couple other things that they went and bought they had to drive into the city scotter to, to buy but everything else like the sheep's cheese and the, the yogurt and the uh what else did we eat the well the meat the lamb
1: there the food was really good and authentic yeah. and i was really happy that we went up there yeah. um because I had read and been hearing about that there's kind of like a like a two culture divide in Albania, like the southern culture is a little bit different in what they do and what they say and what they eat and Mm -hmm. believe in stuff. And the north is uh, different from that and kind of like the U.S., you know, Mm -hmm. like you go from the northeast to the southwest Mm -hmm. and I hadn't been up there and it was uh, similar to like what I had experienced in Kosovo and I felt kind of at home in that way. And also refreshing in that, yeah, like tourists went up there, yeah. but it was not like ruining the land for tourists or anything like that. It's right. like there was an emphasis on taking care of the land. Right and there were plum trees everywhere and they were ripe and we were just eating plums. Absolutely.
0: That and the blackberries growing on the side of the road. Just apples too. Yeah, we had a little little 20 minute
1: pit stop on a hike eating blackberries. Yeah, Yeah, we were like
0: trying to like get to the top of this mountain before 4 p.m. or something to return because it was a long way back down. I was like got very distracted at the the blackberry patch. Yeah. I feel like we need to hear from you. How are you doing on this hike? Oh, I love hiking. I'm doing great. I feel like I'm getting a great workout in. My joints feel loose and
1: powerful. Hell yeah. Except not. (laughs) (laughs) Everything hurts. I would be interested to get your take on like, you've seen the north and the south and You went to Girocaster yesterday, right. so you've interacted with locals on both parts. And Right, yeah. What did you see between the two of them?
0: It's a good question. Uh, I mean, Girocaster, G- Girocaster, see, it felt very much, in a way, like Theth. I think just because it's sort of the mountain town, that sort of hospitality came out. I, I can't say I interacted a whole lot with locals there. It was mm. mostly on my own, just walking around and met a couple foreigners uh but other than like the my my host and a couple people at the restaurant it's asking them about their life but but just sort of the small village atmosphere where everyone knows each other and you know they're all sort of looking out for each other uh there is quite a bit of unemployment though i know one guy when we were when I was sitting at the restaurant Um, came by and and he was like saying in Albanian to the host he's like I'm jealous you have work and I don't and the the server translated that to me and he sort of just like dismissed it left it off but it was like this old guy walking by so I could I could see there's a little bit of resentment there for people who have like, and he was like, do, that restaurant was doing well. They were like, f- all the tables were filled. Like, people kept coming in and it was really, really good. Hmm. And he was like a musician too. And so he was like showing this little, uh ukrainian girl how to dance like traditional dance like just in the middle of like serving people it's like he brought her like all these different desserts and things it was it was quite a scene it was quite a quite a fun time
1: yeah we had a great waiter last (laughs) night and uh he's an artist he spends half his time in tirana the capital and then in humara down south and um he wasn't focused so much on the money making aspect of oh, yeah. his restaurant like he he brought out yeah. this uh like pepper dish with a lot of spices like at the end and right. we had not ordered it or mm-hmm. were hungry at that point mm-hmm. and we we're like uh are we supposed to pay for this he's like no no i just want you to try it <laughs> And it was so good <laughs> yes yes that also happened to me
0: it was like he the this host just serves everyone like this grape shot at the beginning. It's like he, he called it beginning. Mama Juice or something. He's <laughs> like you can buy it in a store. Just ask for Mama Juice. <laughs> yeah, it's like this like it's just made from grapes. I don't think it's alcoholic or anything. Huh. But um, everyone got that, and then melon at the end and a dessert. None of that was on the bill. <laughs> it's like it was like this huge plate of watermelon. And then the other restaurant I went to was like a uh, cantaloupe. Like the melons were in season, I guess that's, that's kind of funny on the house you know yeah yeah <laughs> no
1: that's like the true albanian hospitality yeah, yeah
0: it's not about the money <laughs> so if you
1: kind of go away from the larger populous cities right. you can get the As usual yeah you know and that's that's like the i follow some albanian meme accounts on instagram <laughs> it's it's all like there's always a meme about like a it's a picture of a big plate of fruit yep. and it's like when you're at a home and they bring out the fruit, you know, it's time to get the fuck out. <laughs> oh shit. In the most polite way possible, right. they're like, "Here's the fruit." So you didn't go. <laughs> oh my god. Any other
0: reflections from your time in Albania or like our just our recent travels together, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful country and a really great people. The Albanian language is not related to any Mm-hmm. language on the indo-european language tree mm-hmm. I, I love the place if you're an american you're looking for someplace to go you can come here for 12 months visa free so just
0: wild to me <laughs> they like ask no questions when i enter the country they're like oh american welcome come on in yeah it- <laughs> you know didn't stamp the passport or anything
1: <laughs> and dualipa is albanian yep. and albanian like <laughs> Pop music is like really fucking lit, so. I <laughs> my know. Famous it's- last word. Where do you see yourself going next? Oh yeah, um, when I first came here, it was just kind of like I'm gonna do the summer and kind of figure out my life type thing yeah. and interacted with a lot of these digital nomads. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: In air quotes.
1: Yeah. For it's those a who didn't see. Famous Reddit group for people who are locationless and work completely remotely and travel all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that when I first got here. But now realizing that it's...
0: What was your hesitancy to that?
1: I don't know. I, I think it's... I mean, it's kind of scary to be traveling all the time mm-hmm. without you know having a community Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know it's just like hard to make friends and Mm. there's a lot of the minor difficulties tend to add up you know Mm -hmm. it's like where to get a bus having to change currency all the time it's a pain in the ass to carry a lot of shit with you if you're going country to country Mm -hmm. and um, all this stuff but the longer i've been here uh, it's been nice to disconnect from everything I've been raised in. And so I've been thinking about doing it for a longer amount of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the summer's ending here. It's uh, beach season is winding down. So yeah. I've been thinking about a lot of different places I'm gonna go They're They're all in Europe, mm-hmm. um, but I might go to Greece. I might move to the capital Tirana for the winter months. I might move to Mel- Belgrade i've gotten the albanian side of the balkans for a while but it'd be really important to get to the serb side of things mm, right. uh, yesterday i was on a spain tangent for a little bit so we'll <laughs> <laughs> i need to journal and talk to my mom, <laughs> talk to <your> mom. <laughs> and we'll see she's where i where i end advising up
0: advising you on things yes yeah, she, she
1: is yeah that's great
0: she's supportive of you being here she is so far uh, from home
1: yeah i mean it's so it's hard for her i have a sister and she lives in france so oh, okay. she always is like but you know when i leave i'm like i'm i'm not it's not so bad we can talk all the time right. like you're right. lucky this is the 21st century we can facetime whatever we yeah. want yeah she always says but you're so far away yeah and i always say i'm a 10 hour Plane right away. I mean, and That's you just it.
0: Just went. You just went home. Really.
1: I did just I go. Got home. COVID at a music festival. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> That's a blooper. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's be fair. I, I, no, I did go to a music festival. Double vaccinated Moderna <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> no, I came back here and uh, like my third day back mm-hmm. in my home in Saranda, I lost mm-hmm. my sense of smell and. <clears throat> was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> and, uh, you know, quarantined for 10 days. And yeah. thankfully, that was the only um, symptom I had. So You're all
0: good, and you were good just in time for us to do our travels. And,
1: yeah, I mean, well. the timing worked out. Yeah, thankfully. And it's also, like, proof that the vaccines are, you they know, pretty work. good. Like, yeah. I know several people who had COVID before the vaccine, and they really suffered, like, people our age. Mm-hmm and i'm thankful that i had you know that i got vaccinated because all i you know i just couldn't smell hence yeah. couldn't taste food for 10 days which is a travesty but in the grand scheme of things it was really not so bad mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but breakthrough infections are real mm-hmm.
0: i appreciate you talking to me i think you the way you're living is very admirable you got out of the u.s like it takes a lot to just to go s- do something like the Peace Corps and like live in a foreign country far away from home for that long, even though you didn't get to finish it. I think it's cool that you came back out here and you're still immersed in the Balkans life, and it's it seems like a great life overall, Thanks. <laughs> despite the challenges. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Overall, it will be challenges.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Overall is a good way to put it. Like yeah. you gotta, you know. There are a lot of developing countries in the Balkans, so Mm -hmm. it's necessary to have a glass half full mindset Mm -hmm. here, but I'm glad I could show you guys this place. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you, yeah.
1: Munarpovshin, hi Munarpovshin. Great.